nobody knows what you are. I was concerned about going out into the world and doing something bigger than myself until someone smarter than myself made me realize there is nothing bigger than myself. If you don't believe, nobody else is gonna believe. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Paper Trails podcast. I'm your host, Shamaki, and today, yes, I am solo dolo. It's like 3 a.m. in the morning, but we're here. The show must go on. There was a little mishap of one of the episodes, but hopefully we can, you know, fix it and then it'll be all good. But for now, you guys have just got me. It's going to be a little interesting. It's going to be a little bit different, mainly because it is just me, but also because of the topic that we'll be kind of covering. I wanted to cover this book for, for I would say, a little while, but I didn't really know how to kind of do it because there was so much to kind of take from it and um i felt like one episode where maybe you only get like 20 minutes or something to kind of break it down isn't enough so this would be like a sort of a, a part one of this book and then in subsequent weeks or whatever maybe i'll put a little part two but yeah uh, like i said this is going to be a little interesting one, a little intimate one i would say uh so like i said my name is shimaki and you know what Sometimes, sometimes life really drags you by the scalp, and um, I've got a lot of hair right now, so it's really dragging, you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think it's kind of interesting when you get to like you know your mid twenties. Um, it kind of gets to a, a point of, I guess, a lot of comparisons, kind of a lot of like checking over your shoulders to to kind of see like where other people are, where you are where you should be, where you should have been. And then it's a weird thing. I think I always say maybe it's because of football that once you start getting close to, like, 30, then you feel like, for some reason, that's when everything starts, you know, going downwards, you know. That's when the clubs no longer want you. That's when they're looking to start, you know, trading you off or transferring you to somewhere else. And then, um, you know. But it's weird. And I feel like it's not just me, but I feel like a lot of people... A lot of my peers, a lot of my friends, a lot of family kind of feel that as well, you know. And it's interesting because it kind of, like I said, it kind of goes back down to why I wanted to even do this episode. Um, because of the book that I wanted to cover. It's called Notes from the Underground by Fyodor Dostoevsky. I know I've butchered his name. But I'm going to be calling him Fyodor. Uh, because um, I can't keep butchering that man's name, which is a book basically about this guy called the uh, the Underground Man. He's hmm, to not spoil it. I'll save the the part two because it's broken down in parts as well in the book. The part two talks about kind of his life as a 24 year old man and kind of why he ended up being the Underground Man. So the Underground Man, he's essentially now become this sort of recluse who is living in Saint Petersburg and hates society very cynical very bitter very angry at life because of kind of the the decisions and the things that have happened in his life that he's now outwardly turned it towards people and he's writing notes and it's in the first person perspective and it's actually like really good and funny enough i kind of found it by by accident but the name sounded very familiar so I was like, okay, cool, let me actually start reading into this. And the first page kind of grips me. Like I said, it's like kind of the, I guess I wouldn't say troubling times <laughs> that I'm going through. 
but kind of the the interesting moments that have happened i guess recently some of the ways that he would talk and kind of kind of describe himself or the things around him like in a weird way kind of hit home <laughs> now the thing is if you pick up the book and you kind of read it you're like what the hell but that's the interesting thing about this book the interesting thing about this book is how like he taps into sort of the the inner human workings in a very vicious way so like one of the quotes that he says was so like like i said so he's like a proper like cynical guy like this is one of his 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 things right so he's like so for example a little part from here where he's kind of just talking about why he's not going away from saint petersburg despite making him miserable and despite him hating the place and all of that and one of the things he just puts in there as well of why he's writing this and why he's staying there to make sure like he kind of completes these notes is because what can a decent man speak of with most pleasure answer of himself so what can a person really really gain pleasure of speaking about is themselves which is kind of true i mean i'm not obviously doing this to kind of speak about myself for pleasure uh it just so happens to coincide with the book that is something as well that you kind of do feel when you kind of like especially are in the right circles with the right friends you kind of do enjoy speaking about yourself especially when it comes to speaking about things that you like to do things you want to do things you want to achieve um all of these kind of things that was just like a little little example but we'll get into more throughout this 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 episode so kind of in those moments where you're kind of pondering about your life and you kind of do this weird thing of trying to put points together of where something went wrong, where something went right, what you could have done again, maybe who you should have spoke to at the time because that they would have been help, but then you didn't, and now maybe should you reconnect and then speak to them so you can maybe go down that path so it's like there is a lot there's a lot of self-analysis that happens especially when you're going through i guess the the bad moments the rainy days um the funny thing is about the guy in the book he's constantly going through the rainy days so to give a bit more context about the book uh, and it will give you a lot more context to like kind of the topics that i'll be speaking about so this book was originally published in april 1864 uh like i said the main character is called the underground man now the underground man is sort of a uh insight to kind of how it was in that 19th sort of century where this sort of whole utilitarianism and all that kind of stuff was being broadly you know promoted um and obviously the idea is that if something is good and it leads to happiness, then it must be quantified. And that if something isn't good, then it mustn't be, regardless of whether the said good, in quotation marks, was done from a bad place, you know? Just kind of give, give, give good as much as possible, as, give as many pleasures as possible, whether or not it's bad for the person or it's good for the person, that kind of thing. Because a lot of people at that time, they were trying to kind of quantify, either through like maths or logic, the desire of man and his best interests, which obviously I can tell you for free without going to any philosophy class that you will not be able to. But like, 
I've realized humans are way too complex and way too intricate to try and decipher or try and rationalize or especially put numbers and arithmetic, even as he says in the book, to try and sort of figure out what human beings want. It's impossible. So it kind of comes down to sometimes that, I guess, unpredictability of man with the free will. Despite now, as things have kind of moved on, people have kind of understood that, especially large marketing teams using, you know, your whole impulses and um, suggestibility and all these kind of different things to try and make you consume a lot more than you normally would i mean i guess a double example would be like let's say if you was in a room and then somebody put the temperature really high and then there was a water stand outside by the time you come outside you'll probably be like oh damn i need some water but unpredictability for the marketing team or i guess humans or people with this sort of argument is that you could be like you know what i don't want water right now because of the free will and that free will aspect that you have as a human being and that is something that he the underground man was proper like cynical of and and almost like wild in for example um there was this lady that you know had a kid and she was really poor and people back then when they were poor they were really poor um and you know i mean they weren't she weren't able to you know sell content online or nothing like that she was like that <laughs> what he did was he kind of had this thing where it was like you know i'm gonna like you know save her help her out and you know he sold the dreams and this and that and that, you know i can give you this and this kind of money and food etc etc and then once he saw that she kind of reached that point of like happiness like verge of like yo this is like thank you he was like yeah, yeah i'm not going to be doing any of that and he sought that pleasure in his free will the ability to yank away from that predictability of okay i've sold the dreams anyone with good morals would be like okay i can't anyone with good morals would be like okay i can't now let her down but he was willing to let her down because of his sick, twisted behavior. But it's that it's that idea that despite you being dehydrated, you could potentially just be like, you know what? I don't really want the water. And it gets quite interesting as well. There are like sort of underlying contradictions throughout the first part of the book, which I will cover in this episode. And that his hypocrisies and his lies is the fact that and the hypocrisy almost lies in the fact that he's he is an intelligent man and because of his intelligence that's where his self-loathing comes from if that makes sense so like for all that he knows and all that he's learned he's negatively turned that inwards on himself so he's like he knows how twisted he is as a human being and how twisted that man are and how twisted that men can become due to their wants and their happiness never ever really truly being able to be met which is a interesting position to kind of have because you'd you'd always assume that someone in that position or someone smart wouldn't necessarily feel like that and they would want to actually get out of that situation that they're in but his his he's kind of got that weird sort of joker kind of mentality where he kind of just wants to see the world burn almost 
because he knows how humans are all that Thanos kind of thing where by killing half of humanity or half of the world the universe that it's the only way that people will actually be able to thrive you know um, and funny enough the the stubborn ones that don't want that to happen are the humans and are like nah nah absolutely not we don't care if we're killing ourselves or if we're gonna go hungry we are gonna fight you to stop this but the first thing i kind of wanted to cover in this is the fact that we are all main characters essentially each of us is seeking his or her own pleasure and and finding ways to attain it for themselves you know everyone is seeking their own i guess sort of financial whether it's financial freedom whether it's whatever their goal may be really every human being that you see walking this earth has got a goal or something that they're striving towards. They may not have a goal or something to strive, they've just got something that they want. And sometimes they may come into contact with you and for a little bit, or maybe not a little bit, but then it's like, okay, we'll we come together for this goal, for this thing here. And then sometimes you might feel like, okay, maybe they might put that aside to for the benefit of maybe friendship or benefit of maybe love question mark or whatever it may be but then you realize oh no they're not they're going to selfishly pursue this again you don't know because what you think this person might do you have no clue because they are their own main character in their own world which is wild you know it's like those guys that have a shop and then a mafia guy comes and then he smashes their windows down and then another mafia from the same group comes and he goes listen this person here did this to you if you want protection from us well you know you have to pay us some this amount from your profit and then the person could be like yo bro i'm just trying to eat you know i'm just trying to have a i'm just trying to raise some funds i'm trying to raise a family here like why you guys gotta do this and then you just kind of realize that the mafia guys, that is how they eat. They eat by causing this kind of messy mayhem and then you have to pay for that madness to, to continue. It's like a sheep asking a wolf why you go eat. It's like, listen, bro, this is what I do. <laughs> and that's how it is. You know, everyone is a main character in their own world. The second thing as well from this is that, funnily enough, despite that, human beings are all the same in terms of and you see this through retail i mean retail will teach you everything about i mean if first of all if you work in retail right just let me know please okay let me know and send me a message or something if you want to go through like if you if you want to have a therapy talk then let me know because retail is a madness retail that is where you see the true bearings of a human being now my like i'm the best customer that you will ever see and i feel like all kids should be forced to go to retail for like two weeks i know they have there's that like work experience kind of thing but no i mean like two weeks straight like in the craziest retail place um where it's busy it's hectic people are mad that's what it needs to go so when you they grow up everyone grows up with the understanding of okay let me actually respect the retail people because the way people move now is ridiculous unmannered dragged not raised you know wild but that's what you see human beings you know uh, and one thing that you kind of see with human beings is that the mannerisms and the consumerisms working in retail you truly see how human beings are 
and just how sort of I guess similar they are in their actions and in their behaviors when they have something when they haven't got something when they can't get something it's like the same sort of thing comes out but then it becomes a kind of game of who can resist that natural human urge the final point in this is self-loathing the one thing that i was saying before that he also brought up in this was the idea of that whole thing of um main character syndrome that we've got relentlessly seeking something unsatisfied which is again something that he kind of really goes into a lot in this so there's like a massive massive kind of paragraph which i won't really say on here because uh, i might butcher it or it might just sound quite boring but where he's basically saying that if you gave man everything right and if he was like foaming at the mouth with happiness from all the stuff that you've given then he would still play a trick on you and um and that if he was you know a notes on a piano and he would argue that he's not even if he was proven that he was you know just keys on a piano he would say he's not and he would you know unleash a curse on the world to prove his point because man is the only one that can curse therefore and now I'm paraphrasing here. Therefore, maybe it is in that that his satisfaction lies. The dissatisfaction itself, the insanity, the madness around you that having limits and boundaries set up so that you cannot achieve everything, maybe that's what he truly gets satisfaction from. The constant need to go against what is, you know, like, so like having the limits and the boundaries so that maybe when he does finally get it that would probably give him more satisfaction because a human being isn't like a lion in the sense of when a lion hunts for a zebra kills the zebra it eats the zebra then the lion sleeps and that's you know that's the lion done and then it's on to the next day but man isn't satisfied in that you know, once he's achieved his goal, once he's at his zebra, and he, he doesn't just want to sleep. You know, what comes next for him? You know, that's the that's the madness of of it all. Do you let the man get the zebra? Are the challenges to the zebra? What happens when he finally has it? What happens when he finally has it? Do you know? What will the satisfaction be then? And to wrap it up, it kind of brings it back down to me. You know, it's kind of like... If I did get, if I did get everything, well, you know, when would the satisfaction come? And it kind of ties into like everything I was kind of saying in the beginning of like, maybe me going through what I am going through, the tough moments, as Ronaldo says. Maybe that is what will make the final goal sweeter, you know? So rather than finding this part here as the dissatisfaction, bloody eating the words, rather than finding it as that, maybe to find it as like, okay, this is it, this is going to make it sweeter, you know, rather than kind of, I guess, going down that self-loathing thing of the underground, man. But yeah, man. 
so it's a wild one that was just the first part of the book like sometimes like if i'm feeling bad i just go down and read him and see what he's saying you know <laughs> you know see what he's saying see what troubles he's going through you know like as he vividly goes into his troubles like he's an honest man i mean this type of stuff that he says you couldn't force that out of me you couldn't that there's nothing you could do to make me reveal that kind of info um but he happily does it and sometimes you kind of need someone to do that to be like okay cool i need to sort myself out but um if you've made it to the end, thank you very much for listening. Like I said, I think that that's a great book. Uh, and I'll definitely be covering another part, part two on this, kind of talking about his background and how he ended up becoming this cynical guy. Um, in in the next episode, I, I, I don't know when, hopefully soon. This has been your boy, Shamaki. Like I said, if you made it to the end of this one, I really, really appreciate it. This is, this is definitely out of my comfort zone. This is doing it by myself without having a guest or having my co-host to kind of bounce off of is very weird um but it's all for you guys because we love you guys very much so please do follow like subscribe on all of our social media platforms send us a message let us know what you guys think of these send in questions as well we're more than happy to take in questions and little qas but yeah it's been your boy, Shamaki, from the Pearl Chills Podcast. Thank you again so very much for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Paper Chills Podcast. If you like this episode, please leave a review, comment, like, and subscribe. And be sure to follow us on all our socials. Keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.